0: Hello and welcome to Murph's Tavern. I am Massive Simpsons dork Murphy McLaughlin. Every episode of this podcast, I'll talk about a different episode of The Simpsons, specifically one from the first eight seasons with a couple of fellow fans. Uh, This episode of the podcast, we're talking about the season seven episode, Bart the Fink, where Bart gets Krusty in trouble for tax evasion or avoidion. Uh, With me, we have Ryan Thomas. Oh, and Mitch McTaggart Hello, how are we? Not too bad uh, Ryan did the Simpsons reference response So Mitch, your uh, negative five points <laughs> Ryan, your five points
1: Someone could have said hello, how are we at some point in the Simpsons
2: <laughs> Nope, nope, I've done the research <laughs> <laughs> And not once I was tossing up, I was going to say a googly oogly But I, I don't know how that was gone down Yeah <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: You would have been negative 20 points So, um, yeah Yeah, we've pivoted to a game show Um, Yeah, so uh, (laughs) uh, Thanks for being on the show Uh, Mitch, your second time? Yeah, Uh, I'm pretty cool Although, as discussed last time There's an essence in you every episode Because you do the theme, so uh. It's good to have my stink on as much content as possible (laughs) Uh, Yeah, right First time on the pod Thanks for being here
2: Oh, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. This is great.
0: No problem. So, we'll get your uh, backstory. Um, do you remember when you first started watching The Simpsons?
2: Yes. I, I, I remember when I first started not watching The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> more clearly than... Yeah. <laughs> uh, because uh, growing up, in the, well, I grew up in the country, in country Victoria, and uh, mm. my mum was a teacher and so she was pretty hard-lined on us not watching The Simpsons. She she hadn't. I talked to her about this recently. She hadn't seen any episodes, uh, but she just had sort of taken in the culture of Bart Simpson being. She, I, I specifically said why weren't we allowed to watch the Simpsons, and she said Bart Simpson was rude, and that was right. that was the end of it. I think she wanted. Yeah. She was really hell bent on on my brother and I not saying damn for as long as we could. Oh okay. Um, right. But we uh, my brother and I. Would watch The Simpsons at this guy called uh, this kid's place. His name was Nick McIntosh. Um, G'day, Nick, if you're listening. And oh,
0: you're going to get him in trouble.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it was it was pretty much paradise for, for a seven year old because we were allowed to watch The Simpsons and eat Cocoa Pops, and uh, that's all we wanted to do. So I, that's I remember that. I don't remember when we were allowed to start watching The Simpsons, but this episode is the first. Uh, this the my first memory of a Simpsons promo is this episode. I really oh, clearly got... rem- remember the clip of Chief Wiggum saying, "Ladies and gentlemen, Krusty <laughs> the Clown is dead." And yeah, I right. just I fully believed it. I was so gullible. I was like, <laughs> "Wow, they killed Krusty." <laughs> but it was the I think my I think the reason why I my brother and I took to the Simpsons so strongly when we were younger was that Uh, We were really big uh, movie nerds, and because we lived in country Victoria, we didn't have a cinema within about 45 minutes, and we had two independent video shops, and they were terrible. They had awful, (laughs) awful selections. They weren't like blockbusters or video easies, Uh, but we were obsessed with movies, and really the, the only way, this is so weird to think about it, but we had this book and it was like the history of cinema and it had King Kong and Psycho and uh, all the Stanley Kubrick's movies. Mm. And the only way to absorb that beyond pictures or words was actually through The Simpsons. It was literally the only way to watch classic movies growing up in country (laughs) Victoria. And so the King Kong episode and the the Treehouse of Horror and the Shining episode was as good as we were going to get to actually watching good movies. Um, and go. so there was there was something about the fact that the things that we really loved uh, being taken seriously by other people and sort of letting us uh, absorb that and consume that was really special and I think that's probably yeah probably a big reason why why we love The Simpsons so much
0: I was gonna say you're a big comedy fan as well on top of movies so
2: yeah yeah absolutely um I think I really think The Simpsons is sort of our generation's Monty Python I feel like it's the biggest cultural uh touchstone that we have for comedy this it's just like it's crazy in the last sort of five to ten years how much our generation is sort of uh making things that reference the simpsons and, and how big the simpsons are in meme culture and uh yeah and, and you know and most of the memes come from this uh from seasons one to eight um yeah, and yeah. one one really big one from this episode the sort of um I can't divulge information about my client's secret <laughs> legal account is like a huge <laughs> meme. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, lo- I really loved, you know, um, uh, Conan O'Brien. I'm a huge fan yeah. of Conan O'Brien. And so going back and revisiting the, the episodes that he wrote uh, it's so, it's so interesting to see those now and see how his comedy influences came through in that. Uh, and also the, I think the writer of this episode was John Schwartzwelder. And, I'm pretty uh, sure, yeah. Yeah. He is just so great. I've got i yeah. I've got a few of his books and they're just they're yeah. so funny. And he's one of those uh, writers that once you know what his sort of jokes are, you start to see them throughout the Simpsons and you can still there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of instances in this episode. Like when Homer's naming <laughs> uh, the people that <laughs> Krusty is laughing it up in heaven with. And it's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's John Dillinger and Ty Cobb and Joseph Stalin, and then, and then he wishes he would, <laughs> yeah,
1: like, which is just such a such a like really like what are you saying there, Homer?
2: <laughs> because yeah, it's, it's that's, so that's such a great baffling. joke. Because the first thing is the the three celebrities Homer can think of, you know, these random. <laughs> a criminal and old-timey baseball player and Joseph Stalin. And he's, oh, that's just the first three people he could think of. No, that's the people he actually wants to be with. He's given this <laughs> some thought.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But um, there's, a, there's a similar kind of vibe, um, just to dive in there, when um, Marge... Uh, pines for Lyndon Johnson. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, okay. There's quite a few, like, references to old
0: school celebrities in this episode because it's a crusty episode. He's name dropping quite a few. Um, Mm. And, like, I barely get half of them now, let alone when (laughs) I was a kid watching this episode. (laughs) Like, I just understood um, the bit about um, the when the moon hits your eye. Thing, <laughs> I'm like, oh man, that's a great gag When he says, I, we wrote a song about it but unfortunately infringed on one he released a year earlier Like, yeah, so funny
2: <laughs> Yeah, I was putting together a list of things that uh, went over my head as a kid And I think I just yeah, stopped great. at one point And just, it's probably easier just to write the jokes <laughs> I understood from this episode
0: <laughs> Yeah, totally um, There's actually a bit from that scene, the auction scene Which I... Swear I haven't have seen before.
1: The, the por- pornography bit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. They must have cut that on Network 10, which is so, they were so weird with what they cut and what they kept, Channel 10, because they're constantly referencing Marge and Homer's sex life.
1: Yeah. But also, I think, like, from a, from a censorship point of view, or rather an early 90s kind of censorship point of view, mm. that... A box of pornography. <laughs> or, sorry, multiple boxes, boxes yeah. of pornography <laughs> seem seem a lot more kind of vulgar and insincere in terms of like um, uh, I don't a, know, a married couple. Sexual... Have, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. A, a thing that um also kind of uh threw me the the most in this episode was the And Landers reference, which <laughs> yeah, I had to I had to Google, but I still don't think I got to the bottom of it because. Like and maybe I shouldn't really be coming to the party in a uh, uh, Simpsons expert podcast and not sound like I'm armed <laughs> with knowledge here because I, I I was genuinely baffled by what I was reading. So um, from, from from what I could understand, and Landers was like an advice columnist, but it's not her real name. It was like a persona, I think. Mm-hmm. And like a few different then, people wrote under her or wrote under the name. I, I think it was still just one person. Oh, okay. Because the, the way the Simpsons react when the rest of the estate is going to Anne Landers, mm-hmm. like there's a... Um, it just felt more than a throwaway kind of name drop. Do you know what I mean? That that maybe an Australian audience probably wouldn't mm-hmm. really entirely get.
0: I've got no idea, yeah. Um. All I know about Anne Landers is that Flanders thinks she's a boring old bitty. <laughs> 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 there's another episode where it's the one time he's, he's drunk or he's had like one... Um, Drink and he goes to bed and um, tells Maud that um, Ryan, are you an expert on Ann Landers? Can you fill us in?
2: I I was Ann Landers for fifteen years. (laughs) I was one of the people. Yeah, yeah. So we gave (laughs) advice. I think it's just that she's a trusted person. She's trusted to give people advice, and so it's just it's just a like a, you know who's you know who I can trust with my money is that nice Ann Landers from the newspapers. I think right, it's, right. you, this, this reminds me of this is a bit of a tangent but uh, did you guys see that Twitter thread where one of the writers was sort of answering questions yeah I think you were on that yeah
0: I asked one yeah and he was great he, so it was uh, I, it was Bill Oakley or Josh Weinstein one mm-hmm. of the two so they were two writing partners uh, for this season actually season seven and eight and uh, they're really good they're like always tweeting and reaching it and like answering fan questions and stuff they're like actual simpsons nerds like their commentaries on the dvds are really good too um they're always happy to share insight and yeah one of them started like a twitter thread being like what are some simpsons jokes you've never got and he like answered like so many people asked and he like i think he like ringo started he like <laughs> <laughs> nearly everyone he, he responded to um yeah i don't think i've i've said this on the pod yeah so there's one that i've never got i mean it's oh, not there's Hundreds of jokes (laughs) that I I still don't get. But this is one where even when I looked it up, I couldn't get an answer. And it's in a Millhouse Divided, which is the one where um, Millhouse's parents get divorced and Kirk gets fired from the cracker factory. The sign for the business, which is Southern Cracker, the slogan is the dry cracker. (laughs) And like it's dry with heaps of whys. And as a kid, I was like... just a reference to something I don't get. I'll understand that when I'm older. And then I watched it when I was old. I was like, I still don't get it. It must be some <laughs> reference. I googled it. Nothing. Binged it. Asked Jeeves Nothing. <laughs> and like, I was like, what? There's no answer online as to what this is. So, I went, up, oh, perfect opportunity. And I asked him. And the answer was, he doesn't remember. <laughs> um He, I think he's, I'll have it somewhere. I'll I'll post it online after this episode comes out. Um, I think it was, they pitched it in the writer's room and he didn't get it, but everyone (laughs) laughed. So, he approved it. (laughs) So, I'm like, great. (laughs) Um, But I think then someone commented, not him, just some random said, it is very similar to a commercial slogan from the 70s or something. So, right, um, like a really obscure one, and it did seem. I don't, they had like a link to a YouTube clip of it, and it did seem quite similar. So I think maybe it was just a reference to that. So I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, who cares really? Like, it's <laughs> it's a joke on a sign, but I just found it baffling that there was no. Like you couldn't find anywhere online,
2: and that's really yeah, rare you know, for Simpsons yeah. jokes because uh, I, I, there was a couple I looked up from this episode, and it just—it seems like yeah. every joke has been written about and yeah, it's like, yeah, and totally. Argued over. Um, yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> that Twitter thread just sort of descended into the, Like he—he he must have had a copy and paste of this one answer, which was when someone would <laughs> would just say a joke and then say, "Is this a reference to something?" And he just said, "No, it's just a joke." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I think he, yeah, he, because he came away from it. He did like a summary a few days later. He was like, man, so many of you are just overthinking jokes. <laughs> just looking into stuff. Uh, like some are just, oh, but what, the main thing that came from that thread though was it. he kind of realized that a joke he might have not got, mm-hmm. which is uh, the classic joke of Homer answering the phone and saying, you'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. <laughs> Which which I, I thought, and I think most people assume was just a non-sequitur, Homer just being weird, right? Um, mm. Like, why would that affect your ability? <laughs> um, but someone commented, it was like, is it because when some people wear a towel, it's on their head? So, like when women, well, well whoever. Oh, um, has, yeah, of course. If you have long hair, a towel's on your head, so you can't hear as well. <laughs> And someone was like, I just thought that was the joke That he's, he's wearing a towel But not wearing it in a way that, in fact, he's here But you can wear a towel like that And be like, or are just once." I still feel bad, I can't remember who it is But he was like, oh, shit <laughs> he was like, maybe that is the joke <laughs> He's like, I don't even know anymore
2: <laughs> I was just seeing someone wearing a towel And answering the phone And just thought, that's the polite way to answer yeah. a phone When you've got yeah. a towel around your waist <laughs>
0: Which, yeah, I I still don't think that was the intention. I think it was meant to just be a silly joke, but that Mm -hmm. does work. (laughs) Um, And another one that came... And I think this had already been debated um, on Twitter a few years earlier, but I think it um, came back in this thread, is Hank Scorpio when he says, you ever seen someone say goodbye to a shoe? And Homer says, "Uh, yeah, once. It is split. Some people think that Homer saying yeah once is just a ridiculous joke that in his past he has somehow seen someone say goodbye to a shoe, which I think is the official answer. But then a lot of people, including myself, I actually always thought this was he saying yes, as in, yes, I just did.
1: (laughs) I just saw (laughs) you say goodbye to a shoe. (laughs) Which. (laughs) <laughs> mm, I can kind of understand the, uh, like, uh, f- first of all, I, I really admire the um, stamina of the writers to um, to be with all the fans and yeah. dissect this kind of totally first and foremost. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, a joke like that, it doesn't matter which way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. W- <laughs> which side it lands on, because it's still really, it's essentially exactly the same joke. <laughs> like it's Homer being it's an not idiot. Like yeah, 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 yeah um, exactly. And it's just it's so it's so interesting that something like The Simpsons um, has uh, generates this kind of discussion or or, or leaves such a significant um, cultural footprint. I guess yeah that, that this kind of stuff happens. And totally, yeah. Yeah. It
0: just, yeah It's an insight into how clever the, Or how layered the show is That what, 20, 30 years later People are still debating oh, joke, cr- What, like yeah. three second gags
2: And like, it's because the, the way they structure yeah. jokes There's just jokes on top of jokes So many times yeah. It's just uh, in, 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 in this episode as well But there's that episode where uh, uh, Bart's riding a bike in the street And he jumps out of the way of a street cleaner And the street cleaner runs over his bike But then it's all sparkling and new And then he gets on the bike and starts riding it And it falls to pieces And then the street cleaner's laughing at him And he's laughing and gets distracted So he drives down the subway steps That's That's so many jokes
0: Yeah, 100% And that's only
1: what, 10 seconds
2: Oh, if that,
1: yeah Yeah, it's pretty crazy And even like um, the... Uh, resolving plot lines in a joke. Yes. Like yeah, yeah. Particular particularly like the the end of this episode um where um it's assumed Krusty returns to his normal life because he kills off his other like, like the boat just explodes <laughs> and they all laugh about it. That's the end. Like yeah. it's just so um it's just so casual that he essentially <laughs> the the fact that the whole episode is essentially spent building up to Crusty faking his death and then just suddenly in the last 10 seconds, he does exactly the same thing again. Yeah. with
2: And it's done. That is yeah. that is so I, hard to do from <laughs> like a storytelling point of view or, or a structural point of view is to, is like to, mm. to literally resolve the entire episode with one gag is it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like you, yeah. Like most movies can't finish a story that elegantly. It is- the craft yeah. is just remarkable.
1: I was going to say as well. One of my um, one of my favourite parts of the episode, which I was um, properly laughing at, was um, Bob Newhart. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it's it's just so um, it's so laboured and and his speech just goes for so long, unless in, in in terms of. You know how quickly everything totally. else yeah. Yeah. flows and stuff, and then suddenly the episode is just at this standstill, <laughs> and you're just watching Bob Newhart just fumble his way through this eulogy. It's it's just so um, it's so delightfully jarring, and it's yeah. obviously very deliberate. It's mm-hmm. a very like obviously placed in there, and it's it's just even like you've got Troy McClure just like completely throwing into that. <laughs> even though even though it, it kind of felt like he was gonna help him out, and he doesn't. And it's just like and and the, the the icing on the cake is that it affects no one but Homer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just so
2: beautiful. That I've, yeah, I've watched it probably I've watched this episode probably three times in preparation for this for this recording. And that bit just gets me every time I just I'm just crying with laughter. And I always forget Homer's tearful reaction at the end. It's such a nice button. But also what Bob Newhart is saying is insanely funny. Like the the delivery is perfect, but it's just nonsense. It's such nonsense that he obviously couldn't learn anything from him. But everyone could learn every, something from him, but not really because he was just a clown on TV and we didn't actually watch him. It's just, it's so good. It's so perfect. I've, I love Bob Newhart and he's this is definitely something that I had forgotten that when I first watched this as a kid, obviously didn't get it at all. I had no idea who he was or why it was supposed to be funny. And then having not watched it for years and then falling in love with Bob Newhart's comedy and watching it again as an adult, it was such a gem and just... So amazing.
0: Yeah, and I love as well that Bob Newhart is there for another funeral.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> but he's just waiting. Like, what do you mean waiting? Like, are they not dead yet? Like, is he just... <laughs>
0: I've got here um, a bit of trivia from online about that funeral scene. Um, in the background on the wreath is a phone number. And that was the real phone number to the um, Simpsons office. Oh, my and God. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, Well, this is a quote from, again, I'm not sure if it's Weinstein or Oakley, but one of them says, uh, we always knew when that episode aired in repeats because we'd get a slew of kids calling for (laughs) Krusty and then we'd answer the phone like, Krusty, what do you want? So, that's pretty cool.
1: (laughs) Great. To... (laughs) <laughs> to bring this to a uh, um, contemporary Australian setting, I was actually just watching uh, this old clip of Sunrise with uh, Melon Koshy at the time. No, it was Sam and Koshy at the time. Okay. And uh, there was this tech segment um, where uh, the, the, the tech guru was demonstrating the, the new um, phone watch bullshittery or whatever. And so he was going he was saying, like, look, you can you can call anybody you want. I can call I can call you Sam. And so like there's a the, the camera's like in tight on the phone. And um for like a couple of seconds displays <laughs> um Sam Armitage's like actual phone number, and then everyone's like, "Oh no, 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 don't do that!" And then her phone just started ringing, and so she just started coughing all these calls because, like, that 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 couple of seconds is all that viewers needed to get a phone number. Why would you be ringing her? Why would you? What are you expecting to happen? It's,
2: it's That's like,
0: amazing. That's she, from a couple I, of years I, why, ago. Why would
2: you call her? She sits right yeah. next to the cash cow. <laughs> he has all that money. <laughs> it's
1: just such a like. I mean, I can understand the the accident of obviously being in a very tight close up on a on a um, Apple Watch thing when you unintentionally show someone's number. But like, surely be graceful enough to just you know purge it from your own memories. It's just like that's nah. awesome. Anyway, I assume she had to change her number. <laughs> um, so a few of uh,
0: my favorite moments from the episode i just written a few down crusty getting hit with the briefcase <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. so many yeah i've said this on the pod before but crusty is just a joy to watch on the show because he's so hysterically animated and his voice work especially when he gets like real stressed is great
2: uh, the <laughs> same when, he's, when <laughs> he's finding out about uh when he's in the office of the irs is that's probably my favorite crusty yeah. scene it's so funny <laughs> And when he says, I don't plan to live that long, i mm, better make it 90%. <laughs> that's such a great Crusty. Yeah. He's just got himself in trouble. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a really short scene, but the amount of stress and anxiety he has in that scene is so
0: <laughs> Yeah, funny. yeah. It's similar to, we talked about this um, a few months ago, we did the Poochie episode, and um, Poochie's getting the show really bad ratings, and Crusty's like, I'm getting egged down the street here. <laughs> like, he's just so upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it, it works great Because the voice work by Dan Castellaneta is so amazing But it's also, yeah, the way they draw and animate Krusty Is just, yeah, really, really well done The, um, the reveal of um, the, the bank teller in the ape costume In the gorilla <laughs> costume is fantastic Because you've already seen them with the masks on yeah. Like, that's funny itself And you've got the joke of Marge... Saying, you, you know, the contrast of Marge saying it's a serious thing to do They've got gorilla mask, But then the, just the cut to the, to the office of the guy just wearing the full-on costume Just made me really laugh <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I
2: love the, the mask on the hat stand behind him is so funny <laughs> Yeah, yeah <laughs> He's a professional, he hangs up his gorilla mask before he sits down and talks to a customer
0: And a great example of one of those one-off, one-scene characters that's really funny just how he's trying to just monotonely relate to the kids with his references to <laughs> yeah. Batman. And that, like, I was yeah. thinking
2: about that line, more exciting than a weekend with Batman. It's so funny. And it's also like that's... You can use that in every decade since the 1960s.
0: <laughs> totally. That, yeah, yeah. that
2: yeah. joke will never not be funny because Batman has been popular <laughs> for 170,000 yeah. years. <laughs> and they're like, and I, you know, when I when when I'm like in my fifties and I want to impress a child, I'll probably say more exciting than a weekend with Batman. <laughs> it's just that's oh god, it's so good.
0: You've also got the other bank teller who's very funny, where he says, "Someone might call you a hero, not me though. I loved Krusty."
1: Such <laughs> a dick. Um, <laughs> just uh, on jokes that we that we like um, when Homer is filling out his uh, order at the IRS Burger. Um, yeah and he yells to Marge what her gambling losses were and she just yells back and it's just it's just great because there's a um uh she didn't have to think about it which is funny already <laughs> yeah um it's it's shouted quite openly from across a restaurant which is great and and it's it's just um Marge says it so um. Helpfully in that she's not <laughs> questioning why Homer is having to ask that question in a restaurant in the first place. <laughs> like, it's just, it's really,
2: it, it, it's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> and also, is, is that the best example of Homer's half-moon glasses? <laughs> it's got to be one. Of, it's so funny. There.
0: Uh, I did do on the Instagram a few months ago, a little montage. I think I found every reference, except maybe if, if they've popped up in the newer seasons. But yeah, um, great. Occasional. Let's call them a character
2: (laughs) There's some really nice costume work this episode Like even with with Principal Skinner's um, nightcap That's such a lovely touch And uh, Superintendent Chalmers is wearing like He's wearing a tuxedo but with a ruffly (laughs) shirt it's really good. It's just really <laughs> lovely little character pieces that are just that are just yeah absolutely divine. And yeah, the, the glasses are hysterical.
0: Um, well, speaking of characters, let's. Um, every episode, we bring out the book. So Simpsons: A Complete Guide Ooh. to Our Favorite Family. Ooh. Did you uh, have this growing up, Ryan, or did you um, have any other Simpsons merch
2: as a kid? I didn't have that book, but that book was the single most popular book at our high school library. And ah, nice. it was so nice. much that it actually it got stolen so much and they kept replacing it that you weren't oh, allowed wow. to borrow it out anymore. You could it couldn't leave the library. So,
0: oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so
2: you would like you would have English classes where like English classes, oh, okay, we're just going to the library for 30 minutes. And then everyone would like run <laughs> to where it is, and then sometimes people <laughs> would hide it in a different spot so that everyone's running to the wrong spot and then you just Casually walk over to the wildlife section and oh, look, there's the Simpsons seasons. One the way, uh, yeah, it was insanely popular, it was so cool. And so, if you didn't get that, then you'd get, um, uh, uh you know, a stack of old mad magazines, <laughs>
0: yeah, nice, yeah.
1: I don't think our school library didn't have that, did it, Mitch? Can't even remember what was in our library, like, I don't think I really. Read books. Wasn't a nerd, man. <laughs> yeah, I was too busy punching nerds and <laughs> reading books.
0: I think our library did have a comic section. Actually, I, I remember getting a few uh, Garfields from our <laughs> school library. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, um, but no, that that's a good get. And for them to keep replacing it too, that's impressive. Well, it's um, just so
2: popular. You got to you know got to give the kids what they want.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this um book has a page for every episode from the first eight seasons and every episode has a little character on the side so a character from that episode so for example I've got in front of me a fish called Selma Troy McClure is on the side got a little write up on him uh, next to that episode is Home of the Smithers Smithers is the episode is the character they've chosen for that episode <laughs> and um, Mitch you remember last episode you were on we did uh, another crusty one Krusty gets cancelled and it was Gabo. Was on the side. Uh, Indeed, it was. Do you want to have a guess for Bart the Fink?
1: Mm. Um, or do you, I'm, I'm do you get,
0: Ryan? Do you are you trying to furiously remember, to remember your remember high, <laughs> high school days? Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's a bit unfair asking me this I'm, because I did read this book in year eight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to go obscure, okay. And I think it was Handsome Pete. Oh, okay. Who oh, is yeah. The what should we call it? The Balloon gag I'm not describing this properly (laughs) The one who plays The accordion and dances (laughs) Yeah Great Great
0: joke From the episode By the way Yep Handsome Pete Okay Good guess Ryan Um,
2: My guess is The IRS man That throws the briefcase At Krusty Okay
0: Yep (laughs) Okay Well Mitch Are you sure You didn't go to Darnham High Because (laughs) (laughs) Ding 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 (laughs) ding It is Handsome Pete Well done Uh, (laughs) Two in a row I actually um, Because I used to get The Simpsons comics As well As a kid They'd have a lot of um, uh, Because the Simpsons comics Was all original stories And stuff Like they had their own Crew of writers Like nothing to do with the show They'd come up with Their own stories and stuff And they'd start Having regular appearances From one-off characters That are only funny Because they are one-off So the comics They didn't quite get it So they'd Often have Roy in the comics (laughs) from the Poochie episode, where the whole point of that character is he's (laughs) is he's meant to be like a one-off. Yeah. So, um, but Handsome Pete popped up a bit. I remember, Uh, like he would like often be in like in the comics, which was so um, confused for anyone that hadn't seen that episode, being like, why is there like a (laughs) mini squashed
1: crusty? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I'd read um I, I think I told you this, Murphy. I had a comic, a Simpsons comic, um, just, just one, uh, and it was awful. Before this was before the time that I realized that it's written by different people. Yeah, and I was just reading it going, Why isn't this funny? And <laughs> yeah. um there was this, this storyline where Bart and Lisa run a community television station. Okay. And and they called it Simp T V, which I think has a different meaning <laughs> uh these days anyway. But but the like the characterization was wrong like it could have been it could have been happening to any of the characters like the dialogue was just interchangeable yeah. it, it just it just felt so terrible but i didn't know what that meant as a kid i was just like oh, i don't like this this sucks <laughs> anyway
0: let's um oh actually before we um review the episode Ryan you did mention at the very start you remember when you stopped watching it um do you actually have like a uh, memory of when you stopped watching the show? Was there a turning point or did
2: Oh, yeah, there was one episode. Uh, I can't remember... I can't remember the specific episode... ...but I do remember the feeling of... ...oh, I don't, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you not actually yeah. know what it was? There, was. there was a little period of time... ...when I'd watch a new episode of The Simpsons... ...and then yeah. it would be bad... ...and I would text Murphy... ...as if he was somehow responsible... <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Murph, uh, I don't, this is a really bad episode of The Simpsons, and you've, you've dropped the ball. Uh, and uh, very
0: similar to what Mitch used to do at high school. <laughs> yeah,
1: mine was more bullying because it's in a high school context. But, um, my my one, now that I think about it, um, like uh, I don't know if it was the one where I. Definitely dropped off But, but yeah. me when I was like Absolutely vocalised I'm done with this Yeah um, Was uh, Jazzy and the Pussycats um, <laughs> Which was the One where the White Stripes um, uh, Guest starred in Where I think uh, Bart um, He becomes a drummer yeah, he's got uh. a hidden talent for drumming, and by that <laughs> point, it's, it's it's like it felt like most of the episodes had become about one of the Simpsons discovers a hidden talent. Totally, or something. Totally. And then that's ju- and that's just <laughs> what the episode was. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, and then it was just like uh, cultural references left, right, and center. And I think by that point, it was it was just so unequivocally uh, within the cultural bubble with which it was originally satirizing, and I think. For, For me, yeah, it it kind of became what it was ridiculing. And I did not like Mm -hmm.
2: that. (laughs) Yeah, that reminds me, uh, you saying that, I do remember the episode that I stopped watching. It was uh, Homer and Marge have a fight and Marge kicks Homer out. And Homer's discovery of a secret talent is assimilating into (laughs) gay culture. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. And then the episode ends with uh, Homer having a kiss with a man and then deciding he wants to go back to Marge. And then Weird Al sings a parody of Jack and Diane, but it's Homer and Marge.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember the lyrics. He says, After Homer went gay, they patched up their schism, but the dude never dealt with his alcoholism. Wow. <laughs> There's a lot going on in that episode. Uh, it's, that's actually... We've brought that episode up before because that's actually had a guest star turn it down they were meant to bring back carl with a k from season two who's played by or oh oh, well i can just open up my book and tell you straight away i think harvey feirstein
2: harvey feirstein
0: Yeah you go yeah here we go yeah there's a picture of him now they were going to bring him back. I think this was a period of the show, like season fourteen, fifteen, where they started just bringing back old characters because they'd be like, "Yeah, see, it's just like the old days." I think they brought back Lurleen Lumpkin, and it was really awful. Mm. Um, and they thought they'd do the same with Carl because they thought, "Oh, he can be the gay guy that Homer moves in with." Um, Feistin read the script and he was like, "Nah," he was like, "This isn't The Simpsons. <laughs> like, you're just making real obvious like gay jokes that any show can make." he's like, where's the Simpsons charm? And so, he turned it down, which is crazy. Wow. Um, But like, good on him. Yeah. yeah. I really respect that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so, they ended up just creating another character who I think was still... I think there's still a guest star, um, but I don't remember who. Um, But yeah, real shit show, that one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I remember as well that Jazzy and the Pussycats, Mitch. I think there's a scene in that episode I remember where I was like, what? Where... Lisa walks in on Bart and two of his new drama friends smoking weed. Or I don't, it's not that explicit, but Bart says, like, oh, we're just up here not smoking reefer. It's like, what? (laughs) That's too far. Like,
1: not too far, as in, like, Dropping my monocle Being like "Ooh, How dare you But <laughs> <It's>, like <laughs> I guess it's, it's not subtle Like it's yeah. not There's there's no like Where's the Where's the layers And layers of joke And, and the complexity of, of comedy That we were talking about before Like with yeah. the, um The bike Being run over By the cleaner And then going down The subway stairs Like it's
0: Yeah Yeah For sure Well do we want to um, Rate and review
1: This episode Out of ten I would give it I think a seven and a half because like we said There's still There's enough kind of classic moments in there To go Yeah, absolutely There's still classic episode and stuff um, But wasn't I wouldn't consider it legendary Which is not a criticism Yeah, totally
2: um, I think I would give this uh, an 8 I think it has the best Well then <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best non-sequitur opening Of any Simpsons episode <laughs> Yes, uh, it's absolutely. Just, it is <laughs> insane. At first, it starts with there's a joke on the very first <laughs> shot of the episode, which is the the lawyer's office, and it's uh, Dewey Them, How and Weissman. Uh, and I had to look that up, and apparently it's an old joke from like uh, the Marx Brothers that if there's a law firm, it would be called Dewey Them and How, because you know Dewey cheat them and How, oh. and they've used it as oh. Dewey them How and Weissman. So it's like Weissman was working at Dewey Him and how, and it's elevated it to a he's, he's been made partner.
0: God his, damn which, it! Yeah, wow. Never, never got that. And then but, or, yeah, Aunt Hortense.
2: <laughs> what a amazing name! Ah, oh, <laughs> just so good, Aunt Hortense, and Homer's little cries of woohoo. Um, yeah, that, that <laughs> yes, like yeah. The, yeah, and that would be like. And it was only a couple of seasons later that those non secular openings were just so cliched and jarring. But this one worked so yeah. well and was really subversive. Uh, I think it's it's my favourite Krusty episode. He's, uh, yeah, he's seen in the IRS office and then later he's seen on the curb with, um, mm. with Bart and he goes on that rant about teachers and Ferraris <laughs> and research scientists drinking champagne <laughs> and I tried to drink a Coke on the bus <laughs> and they took away my bus! He <laughs> throws his bottle down. Yeah. Oh, God. It's just- yeah. Brilliant um, The
0: animation of him Of about to punch Bart as well Is
2: so <laughs> yeah. well done There's some really nice Really nice director's <laughs> jokes There's uh, The other one is um, When Homer's consoling Bart When he's in his room And also he's got the yeah. The, the, the pull string Krusty And the pull string Krusty Just groans at him I love yeah. the idea that Krusty records a series of groans To be played by dolls <laughs> That you pull the string And he just goes <laughs> And then uh, Homer says, you could wake up dead tomorrow. And there's a lovely yeah. bit of direction with the pause on Homer's face as he said it. And then Bart's reaction. It's really beautiful.
1: <laughs> um, I will just add as well, uh, um, underrated Marge lines in, in the episode um, <laughs> with her in the car after they've all got their $100. And she goes, Tacos? Public broadcasting Like just as a it's, it's so within the boundaries of Something Marge would say But it, it just Those two things in a list <laughs> Is just silly Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> um, And uh, yeah she, she she has quite a, a good number of lines In that episode for, for Considering that she's just Such an incidental character For the story
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a really totally. Bart-heavy episode And Homer and Marge Have some wonderful lines I love Marge's response to Bart when he says, I just saw Krusty. Yes, dear, in your mind. No, on the street. The street in your mind. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think I'll also give it a seven and a half. Um, Mitch is correct. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yes, a bunch of great gags, but um, I really don't have anything negative to say about it, but yeah, Probably yeah, just I,
2: wasn't I watched yeah, it a couple of months episodes, ago? I guess <laughs> I, some, I don't know why I watched it. it. Might have been for the Bob Hart, uh, sorry Bob Newhart, um, speech. But I watched it a few months ago. Yeah, and I remember thinking this is not a great episode going into it. And there are just so many just absolute gold. Like there's the, the period in the auction ha- when they're auctioning Crusty's Christy, stuff, where yeah. there's just like I don't know, fifteen <laughs> to thirty seconds where it's just back to back jokes. There's Krusty's saying, I'm yeah. going to bed. How much for Krusty's bed? <laughs> and then Mo says, Good night, everyone. <laughs> Good night, Mo. <laughs> Immediately so, there's yeah. Krusty's plane, I'm on a roll of gay. And then there's Moon hits his eye yeah. and it infringes on a song he wrote earlier. And then Patty says, Selma, you should get that plane with your suitcase and she's soaking her feet in it. It's just back to back. There's no story or plot or anything there. It's just jokes. And you would absolutely get whiplash, like, if you. I don't think you notice mm-hmm. it gradually, but if you watch, say, a season two or a season three episode, like you watch Lisa's Substitute, where it's so there's mm. so much heart and story in it, and then you just watch this, which is just a <laughs> twenty-two minute joke machine. It's it's yeah. like a completely different show, but it's so great. Do you yeah. guys have preferences yeah. over like uh, the type of show? Whether you, you like the 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 stories with heart or just the the joke heavy shows?
0: Yeah. Well, I guess. I like a bit of a blend. I would probably go more towards the gag heavy ones, but still like sprinklings of emotion. So I guess this episode didn't have really any much heart. But like an episode, even like um, rewatching Homer at the Bat for this podcast, you think of that that episode as as an amazing episode because of all the jokes, right? But it actually does have some real sweet moments with the family. And like a couple of nice moments of like Homer talking to Marge. So
1: like
2: yeah. Mitch, do you have a preference?
1: I think I like the the heart ones because the tone of those went over my head when I was a kid. I didn't appreciate them as much. Yeah. And and so like now revisiting them, I, like you, I'm quite touched. Like for the first time mm-hmm. because you, you, I think as a um, as a kid, our age at least, um, you, you're not really watching cartoons for that connection. Yeah. It, it, it's it's a it's a bonus to to have um to have them be so kind of sweet upon a rewatch.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I think as a kid, you, there's a part of your brain that's not fully formed yet to appreciate to, to get teary during shows and movies, yeah, I feel. Exactly. Like I we yeah. oh, me and my sister always laugh at my dad cuz he just got always teared up at movies and shows. It got to the point where it was like not even um I uh, have an emotional... It, he got teary at um, Dickie Roberts' former child star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, it would just be a running gag that we'd be like, oh, it's two minutes till the end of this movie. Pete's going to tear up. Uh, but, um, and I, I kind of do that now, though. Like, I... Yeah, I think there's just something when you be- get older. Like, you get more choked up over... cartoons i don't know but yeah like there's episodes i watched as a kid that i didn't think in my head were that emotional but like i'll watch it now there's scenes with like homer and lisa and i'll get to be like ah that's nice which i didn't before
2: yeah summer of four foot two is also is is just about the perfect middle ground uh that's got so many classic jokes like the dud and the um fill these with water um but also that that yeah yeah, that show that episode always makes me cry whenever i watch it now but it's also got amazing jokes
0: yeah we that's uh, we did that one a few um few months ago and yeah i um i always like that episode but i just rewatching it for the pod i was like oh man this is actually now maybe in my like top 10 episodes i think because yeah yeah. like you said it's just perfect balance um, so, what about you, Ron? Did you have a preference, or you? I
2: think I used to. I probably like the both of both of you. I think I used to really like the gag-heavy ones, uh, and then yeah, I think I'm coming towards the story ones now. I think just just Lisa ones. Like I always used to write off Lisa ones when I was mm. younger, but and they're just such a it's such a wonderful surprise now when you watch something like Lisa's Substitute, which is just an incredible episode. Yeah. Uh, Lisa the Vegetarian. Uh, Lisa the Iconoclast. Yeah. She just has, yeah, incredible episodes, and it's just such a joy to sort of rediscover those.
0: Let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Do you uh, have anything you'd like to plug, Mitch?
1: My TV show, The Backside of Television, is airing on November 15 on SBS Viceland. And my um, end of year special, The Last Year of Television, uh, will be on the end of December, which does not have a date yet. Cool. Check it out. What
0: about you, Ryan? Do you want to plug anything?
2: Yeah, I, no, I don't have anything to plug, no. and uh, But you can find me on Twitter if you like to see um, retweets of snarky cricket opinions. Um, I'm I'm one of the Ryan Thomases. I'm not the one that was on Coronation Street uh, or the one that won Best Bottom 2007. But I'm, yeah, I'm on that somewhere. Well,
0: that's why people have tuned into this episode, though, because they... Uh, all right. And you can check out my stuff at murphymclaughlin.com. Uh, and please uh, rate and review this episode. Uh, but yeah, even if you want to just give it five stars um, rather than write out a review, that's fine. Or honestly, just tell someone if you, if you want to just recommend it. Um, that still goes a long way. So um, yeah, that'd be sweet. Thanks very much for being on the podcast, Mitch. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much, Ryan. Thanks for having me no worries thank you listeners and as we always say here on Murph's Tavern
2: bye (laughs) that's so good oh god I love your sign up so much